podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley battle line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Evening, people, and welcome to another episode of the Touchline Hotspur podcast. Uh, it's a late one today. It's a live one today. And it's fresh off the back of a Spurs result. So you're going to get some raw, raw, uncut, unfiltered, emotional chat. And we've got, I feel like we've got a balanced cast today. Um, you got me, the passion merchant. You got Tops, the croc, who's a little bit injured right now. <laughs> He's out on the sidelines. <laughs> no more drip. Give us more goals and assists. Tops, how you doing? Yeah, I'm alright, bro. I'm alright, man. What can I say? Um, yeah, man. Just don't just say no. Don't say no. Don't say no. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I see you in the durag. <laughs> Yo, chamber right now. Still, <laughs> bro. I just looked down bottom left, and the guy who's normally in a durag. Randy Savage, as he's gonna call himself, Ohio. What was what, what are you saying, bro? What's man, good? I can't, I can't be wearing do rag for this team anymore, man. I can't, man. <laughs> like, man they've got me, oh, bro. I had such a good day. My t-shirt says positive and happy. Tottenham make me a liar, basically. That's that's how I feel, man. It is what it is, man. <laughs> and Mr. Scott Hall himself, the guy that's gonna. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna be so unfiltered. He's not gonna pull his punches. What are you saying, bro? Yeah, what you, what's good? Listen, um, there's no other way I can say this, but <laughs> there's gonna be some some people cooked today. Yeah? yeah, some cooking is about to take place. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, Ugh, guys. Where do we begin? I mean, sorry if sorry for those who are listening. Um, there's a flipping spammer in the chat and he's just doing the madness. I need to see how I can turn off chats because I can't take this guy anymore. He's pissing me off. But uh, let's let's talk about this game because if you if you, somehow you live under a rock and you've not seen it, Spurs have found another way to disgrace us. Uh, on Sunday, it was Man City this, Nuno got his spot on, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And just like that, Spurs, Spurs turned the laughter into agony. What's that thing that Cersei, that 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 witch said to Cersei in Game of Thrones when she when she tried to get her battered up? She was like, "Ah, oh, um, no, it was it was flipping. Oh, who was it? It was Tyrion. No, it was Tyrion to Joffrey. He goes, mm. uh, your joy. No, it was Tyrion to flipping Cersei. He goes, one of these days your joy will turn to ash, and soon you will know the debt has been repaid." I don't know what kind of juju someone's put on this team, but like we have a disease when it comes to stinking and striking out to bums. I don't know what it is, lads. Can you talk me through it? Because we went life and death with bums last year in the qualifying stage for Europa. We got dumped out by Colchester two seasons ago, the first second round of the League Cup. And now we've lost away to this to this team, Paco de Nando's FC. What the hell? Right, you know what it is, yeah. I think it's it's a combination of things, you know, where where we can allow a little bit of leeway and emphasis on the little bit is it's always gonna be difficult when you just slap eleven dons together, period. But then it's also but it's easier to slap those guys together when there's some actual quality, 
You know, there, there's a phrase that our, um, our Arsenal counterparts like to use called the floor of the squad. And our floor's in the basement. You know, it's it's in the earth's crust. And you, you can just see it. There were just so many championship-level players on display today. Like, you know, Teacher, one of the cast members, I know you probably feel like you won because you're, you're chairman of the Light Skin Society. Cameron Carter-Vickers got his, got his European uh, appearance today, but... I think I actually think CCV is a League Two standard defender. The guy, mm-hmm. the guy, he just goes gym. That's it. He goes gym. Probably posts one, two things on Instagram, but that's it. The guy's not a professional footballer in the slightest. You know, I felt obviously Romero wasn't fantastic. I'm sure we'll get into all player ratings and stuff, but just I'll just talk about the defense quickly. You know, I think Romero had, could potentially be you know a very high class defender. It was always going to be difficult for him tonight. You know, he had some pretty decent moments. I wouldn't give Romero over a five, and that's not to, you know, have a go at him or anything. But what the hell can you do when you've got someone like CCV to your right? And then that whole right-hand side is um, Doherty. No, no, not, sorry, not sorry. That's, that's a bad word. That's what we call it number two. Number two was abysmal. Um, but, yeah, that, that's all I can say for the defence. Really. Davies wasn't awful, I guess. We know he's not got burners. He got burned once or twice, but he was left in he was left in no man's land by Winks just going for walkies. Do you know what I mean? But mm. that's that's just on the defense to start. Fair, fair, fair. Uh yeah, I'm coming to you on this because Ohio made a good point there and he spoke about Romero. You can't give him above a five. Listen, it's his debut, but as far as debuts go, that was one of the worst debuts I've seen for Spurs. I mean, he he was stripping so hard that he should be working at King of Diamonds, for heaven's sake. My goodness. It's like he, <laughs> it's like he saw how bad... Ca- I mean, Car- Cameron Carter-Vickers was worse. He was, he was dog shit. He was atrocious. League two, like Ohio said. But it's like Romero was trying his best to be as bad as him. Talk me through this, man. And talk, talk me through the defence as a whole. Because, yeah, I know you're not going to hold back. If you don't, don't bang for... <laughs> A whole oh. month. There you go. And then stand beside a pile of shit. How's anyone gonna tell which one smells different? <laughs> and what I mean by that is Romero has just come into this team. Yeah. And we've put him beside a man that has clearly been bathing in shit his whole life. So even saying to everyone, oh, you know what, Romero's performance weren't good today. Yeah, yeah you're right. It weren't good today. But I'm, I'm actually going to give him a bribe, which is a first, possibly, from me. Because we put him beside Cameron Carter Vickers. The man's initials are CCV, and he has nothing on his CV. <laughs> <laughs> So help me understand why did we do this? So that's the centre-backs. Complete write-off. Bad day. Romero tried, but you can't save this. Davis? Huh. For the race of white people, you need to eradicate Davis. Yeah, He's embarrassing all of you. Every single last one of you, he's embarrassing you. It's an absolute shame. Yeah, because I know some top level left footed ballers and Davis ain't one of them. We need to ask at what point this transfer went through, because I believe there was some money passed under the table to get Davis at our club. But let me bring somebody to the table. His name is number two. Oh, God. (sighs) There comes a time in your life where you know where you stand in the pecking order. Somebody lied to us and told us that Doherty, a.k.a. number two, a.k.a. you cannot be serious, was a good player. Me, now, I said that. I'm sorry. It's fine. You know, we've, we've had our back and forth. You, you're forgiven, brother. Don't go. <laughs> back. Don't. It's fine. Today, Doherty showed everybody that his backside has been rammed by every single opponent we have had ever since he touched this club. 
That's actually not an exaggeration. It's actually it's every right. single game. This guy's got up every I game. I do not condone rape, nor do I support it. But somebody has to be arrested for the raping I've seen Doherty receive throughout his tenure at Spurs. That is over 20 games in which I've not seen this guy deliver a good performance. Not one. In 20 plus games. But there's one other defender. He hasn't been added to the list of coming on down. But as it currently stands right now, I've just come back from HQ and we've added him to the list. Ryan Suspect Session. Your time? Wow, like that. To an end. Come on down <laughs> and get out. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, that's 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 a great analysis and I like me some Cess, but he did his thing in the second half. He improved in the second half, but he was dreadful in the first half. Like, he just came back from injury and it showed. But truthfully, like you said, we're still waiting on Seth to do something of note at Spurs. Tops, before we move on to the midfield, I want to get your take on that makeshift defence. Yeah, man. Makeshift defence was trash, man. To be honest with you, Ah, uh, like I've I've kind of said this, and I've said it a couple of times because I've looked at Romero. Like I think today was disappointing for him. Um, I feel like we are very lucky because we have a very very good young with high potential centre back. But the one thing that I'm always going to say with this guy is that he's extremely raw, and because he's raw, we have put in quite a lot of money for him to buy him, and we are hoping that we can get a high amount of reward from him. But tonight, and I think I saw it in the post-match presser from Nuno saying that it was a bit of a difficult one, but he has the quality to basically get over this kind of performance and he will get better, which I think he will. But to, to partner, him, partner him next to someone like Carter Vickers, just... Uh, Carter Vickers, I have no idea how this guy is still... Stealing a living at Spurs, he's gone on loan to countless teams. I said at the beginning of the preseason that he looks like he's he's actually carrying too much weight, but this guy was still getting played, and obviously he started today. The kind of defender that you don't really want next to Romero, because I think Romero kind of played in the centre of the back three. So you have someone who can't really defend that well or is not very good on the ball next to him on the right, and then you have a guy who doesn't have any burners is not very good at actually finding people on the ball. And defensively, you're always questioning him. And Davies, his only good quality is really playing balls in and in and around that left channel. So it was always going to be difficult for him. But what's frustrating about it was that there was nothing really that this Nando's FC team beat. Tottenham just kind of had these issues and created them by themselves. They didn't really attack us. They didn't really have the ball. They didn't really cause us that much problems. A lot of problems that that we clearly encountered were just problems that we kind of created for ourselves. Like the first goal, which was um, by us losing the ball by a certain Harry Stinks in that midfield. Um, I can't really speak on Cess because I feel like Cess isn't even fit. Looking at him today... He looked His good. His name is no longer Cess. Suspect. <laughs> he looked good in the second half. I think maybe they changed the way he was playing. He was playing a bit more advanced, trying to take on his man. He looked better. But in the first in the first half, maybe that left wing back role, he, I just don't think he looked right. And I'm not going to speak on number two anymore because I feel like it's, it's so obvious now. This guy isn't at the level that we want him to be. He's not the level that the club should Thank be looking for moving forward. And we kind of need to just stop trying to play... Like, you know some players, you know that there's quality there and you just want to play them into form. I'm looking at this guy and I don't see any real qualities. No outstanding qualities that makes me think this is a guy who can play right back. This is a guy that can play right wing back. If you, even if you're playing yeah. him in any of those roles, there are no outstanding qualities which I'm looking at and thinking, OK, he can do this well. He can do that right. Ask him to play the inside ball. Can't play it. Ask him to play channel ball. Can't play it. Ask him to get behind, to feed the forwards. Can't play it. Ask him to turn. 
he like so many different things about this guy. I'm just like, I actually think it's possible that we should get rid of him at this point. I don't know if they will because I know everyone says he likes Nuno likes him and he's got his relationship, but he's just not at the required level. And it's such an indictment on the football club, the fact that we went from watching Tanganga on the weekend and the drop-off is literally Doherty. I mean, it's so bad. It's awful. It's awful. And it's it's a shame. I was saying this on my stream to, to my friend Jordan and it's scary that this is the player that's, that, that's in front of our very eyes right now because the guy I saw at Wolves it has to have been like a, a stunt double. It has to have been a stunt double because I cannot for the life of me understand. Maybe maybe it's because I didn't watch him week in, week out that I couldn't see these deficiencies because I can't for the life of me understand how bad this guy has been. And it's not even defended. It's even passing, bro. Like things that this guy's normal five-yard passes this guy can't do. Always under-hitting his passes, can't cross, can't beat a man, can't combine, can't do anything, bro. Can't do anything. It takes a special type of bad to be worse than Trippier. It really does. It really does. I remember, on, one, one sec, yeah, before you, before you cook, I remember the podcast after we signed him. And it might have been Sai that said it. I remember Sai was like... I never liked him, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't necessarily that he disliked him before we signed him. Like, Sai's not been a fan from early anyway. But I remember Sai saying, why did Wolves let him go so cheap? We were all very confused, but we were just like, oh, like, we've, we've robbed them. Duh, 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 duh. They'll get, I think they replaced him with Semedo. That didn't work out anyway. But I remember Sai was the first who was like, what has, what has Nuno seen to be like, yeah, take him off my hands? Because I know, I think Tops, I think you just said how obviously like, he's got a relationship with Nuno. Not every relationship is a good relationship, dog. Like man, Nuno, Nuno knows not to play this, brother. Like he's he's gash. He's so bad. Fuck me. Like obviously, Dave. Dave has got his boy Marcel Lavinier. Bro, play Lavinier in the second leg, man. I don't care. Lavinier, he was cooking at inverted wing back when he was playing left back against Chelsea and twenty threes. Bro, play Marcel, man. Had enough of number two. Yeah, before you start, before you cook. I want to move on from the defenders and you can still cook, but I want you to, to chef up the midfielders because it seems as if we've got a new deadly duo in the wrong way. I want you to chef up these two midfielders like Thanksgiving dinner, bro, because what the fuck were we watching in possession and out of possession this game? Please tell me. Before I get to you know the midfielders, I'd just like to uh, finish um, number two. Um all of us, or some of us, have probably watched uh, Loki, and it turns out that um, we've now been informed that there's variants. Hey, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Across the multiverse. Uh, you know, go do your research, trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loki things. Clearly, yeah, the guy that was at Wolves was a variant, and we've got one <laughs> seven version. <laughs> That's the pod title right there, the variant. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Matt Doherty, because this is an absolute travesty. Now, getting on to the midfield. Let's also, I ain't got nothing to say about you because you've cost us 50 something million pounds and you've delivered nothing, absolutely nothing here in your time. So, let's also, as far as I'm concerned, you don't exist in my life no more. Yeah. You're deleted. You're a default player. I've taken you off the game. Let me get to this guy. He stunk from the get-go. I never liked this guy's guts. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody can tell me otherwise. And yes, us four, we've been in the in the WhatsApp group. And man, I've said, you know, ah, oh, Winks will come to five aside and body man up. I said it with chess. I'll say it again. Stop it. This man. guy is bodying nobody. Yeah. He's not bodying the grass. He's not bodying H2O. He's not bodying even his own younger sibling. If he doesn't even have a younger sibling, he's not even bodying the egg that's within the fallopian tube of his mother. Yeah. He's bodying nobody. Yeah. He is absolutely useless. Useless. There's diabolical and then there's stinks. And there's a new level to that. 
because I've never in my life as a Spurs fan, and there's been some real shocking players. Yeah, let's make this very clear. Yeah, through the tenure of me being a Spurs fan, there's been some real, absolutely shocking players. But I've never in my life seen a player get defended so much for being so shit at the same time. Winks, I've had enough of even telling you to come on down. Wherever you reside at, burn the house. Leave the country. We don't need you no more, yeah? Leave the country today, please. Please, for the sake of us, just go. Just go and let us breathe easy because you have taken us way beyond sanity. Now, last year, we lost to Dinamo Sagrin. And I came on the podcast and I told you guys, yeah, some man need to look themselves in the mirror because that performance wasn't a managerial one. Fine. Granted, Nuno's put out 11 men, 11 different men from the game that we just played on Sunday. But there was one man that played in that Dinamo Zagreb game and he played in this game today and he stunk up the joint on both. Yeah. So let's make this clear from this point on, lads. Brothers, we are never going to speak of that fool ever again. I'm putting a full stop on it. There it is. That's it. Never again. Yeah, comprehensive, comprehensive. Lads, <laughs> we, we, we obviously have to speak on the midfield some more, but I feel like with Nuno today, the balance, we've seen the winks in the Celso midfield before. Jose played it against Man City, jammed the 2-0 in. He's played it another couple of times. What's crazy is when I saw the 3-4-3, three, three, I thought LaCelso would be the one that played more advanced and now John would be in, in midfield. I felt like that would have been better. But I think it's painfully obvious that on one hand, we have one midfielder who is, is even so cautious with the ball at his feet that he does nothing but play it safe. And we have a midfielder who simply is on the other opposite end of the spectrum, careless in possession. All he wants to do is run with the ball. He, he is not suited to playing a slow, controlled game whatsoever. I said it on my stream and I'm standing by it. I, I'm getting to the point now where I believe Giovanni Lo Celso is the biggest fraud I've seen at Spurs in the past year since Hush Puppy. He is the biggest fraud I have seen at Spurs since Hush Puppy because I cannot for the life of me understand what he's doing. Hush Puppy wins. Yes. Hush Puppy wins. Because it's... Uh, let me ask you a question. When was the last time we have seen Giovanni Lasso put in a good performance across a full game? When was the last time you seen that for Spurs? I'm I, see, I can't think of I'm it. Top, 2021. Top's his face says it all. I'm, I'm, 2021. I'm, like, I'm like trying to wrap my control. brain and think of a of a match where he's done it over a 90-minute period, and I can't think of one. I can think I'm of FIFA. games where he's, he's had cameos and he's performed as a substitute or he's performed for 60, 70 minutes. But can I think of a 90-minute performance that I can say, okay, this guy has performed? Honestly, off the back of my head, No. No. Like, I, I, today, I, I just didn't understand his role in the team because the way I looked at that midfield, I thought, okay, it looks kind of like a double pivot where it's... No, well, we started with three and it almost felt like the way John's been playing, he's probably a bit more advanced. You have a tentative eight in La Chelsea and then you have your deep line register in, in Winks. First of all... I'm never gonna I'm never gonna back a midfield that's got Winks as the most defensive player because Winks is not a defensive player. So you're asking no. him two things that he doesn't do. He is clearly a player who is very happy happy and comfortable on the ball and likes the ball to be able to be receiving it and just to keep the ball rolling, moving on. He ain't gonna break lines because we've seen he ain't doing that, but he's keeping it ticking over. Fine. I don't want him to do any defensive work because one, he's not used to it. Two, for a long time, he's had either Dyer or Wanyama or Dembele or Sissoko doing all that work for him. So him being in there, he's just going to get duppied by any man that's bigger, stronger, a bit quicker, more physical than him. He's getting moved. And time and time again, he's gonna. this is what happens. I, I mentioned in the group the other day, that performance against Everton 
he got dunked on by Tom Davies, Dukure, and Allen, and he was a substitute. And at that point, I thought, he's this guy's on the slide here. I'm not really seeing what I'm liking to be seeing. And it's performances like today, where you, are, you as one of the most senior players in that team, need to take up the mentality and also take the responsibility to be able to say, okay, give me the ball, let's keep it ticking over, but let's make it work for the midfielders and the attacking players. Didn't do that. Forget that, Don. We're now on to Lachelso. Lachelso ain't seen him perform at a high, high level for a long time. But what gets me about this guy, and Sai mentioned it last week against, against Man City. Or was it against Man City or who was it? This guy come on. So laboured. So vulnerable. Something that we, we have actually seen of him that we think, okay, this is the guy that we signed. And then today, you put him in an, you put him in a free, not really working. Admittedly, now didn't play that well. Okay, change it. Bring on Clark. You now have a you now have, you now have a two. I'm already switching because that means then the only defensive player you have in that midfield is Winks. He's he's going to get moved to. He ain't doing nothing in there. Then you have Lachelso doing up and down in that midfield, but just wayward with the ball, wayward with his, with his passing, wayward with Reckless. his passing. Nothing was working for this gun. And at this point, I'm thinking, what are we actually going to see from this guy that's going to make me feel like he is an improvement on anything that we already have, like because. He ain't a stat merchant. He ain't producing goals or assists. I used to see a lot of hard work from him, but I'm not seeing nothing from him. And I'm not even seeing him, like, the ingenuity to get on the ball and do stuff. He used to actually do stuff. He used to be one of the players that would be like, give me the ball, I'll beat a man, open it up. Today, against, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but against these farmers, all they were doing was breaking play up. I didn't find him in any of the half spaces. I didn't find him in any lines. I didn't find him even trying to make any sort of passes that were incisive. Brian Hill looked pretty good, but was so starved of ball. We'll get on to him in the second half. Nothing on that side. Clark, nothing. And I'm thinking to myself, what is your role in the team? And you played 90 minutes. You're getting one of the most senior players in that team of 11 of eleven guys. What were you doing? Like These two, I don't know, man. I hate to go on because this was a game of basically lots of academy players and squad players. And it's actually important to say that this game showed me why the squad players are the squad players. But yeah. I always keep saying this in these like Europa games, these second week, these second week games. I want the players who are supposed to be of first team quality to show me that they should be first team quality. Don't look as bad as the academy guys. Don't look as bad as the guys who have just made it into first team football because it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well for you. Because now you got now people saying that look, you're playing as bad as now John, but now John's played like two competitive games. You're playing just as bad as other guys who have not even been playing. What are you doing in the team? What's Winks doing? What's the Chelsea doing? At this point, man, questions got to be answered. But for me personally, I actually want Winks gone, man. Like, I need that. I need that. I need that gone. I need that guy gone, man. I feel like at Tottenham now, his role is just, mm, I, I need not him gone. I need him gone. I would, I need him. Not just him. I would sell the Celso. I've, I've, I'm done. This, I'm done defending the Celso. I, I would sell. I would sell the Celso. I would sell wait. I would sell the lot of them, but we know it's not gonna happen. Ohio, I'm gonna come to you. I don't want to labor over the midfield point because Tops has glossed over it expertly well. A whole bunch of nothing in that midfield. Talk me through the attack because obviously you watch you watch you you watch you football, Spurs you football more than me. You saw now John struggled admittedly today, but didn't really get the ball. Dane Scarlett, I can't even remember the last time this guy, this guy got the ball in the game, and then talk me through that bright spark, which was Ryan, Brian Gill as well, because I thought he looked really good. Mm, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right about Scarlett. Again, probably Kappa's performance at a four, but I don't really have anything to say to say about him. That was his fault. I think he suffered the same sort of syndrome Balogun had against Brentford for Arsenal. You know, clearly talented boys, but the ball just doesn't come in. And then, you know, when, when it's not really going for you first 20 minutes, it's really difficult for the ball to stick. So, you know, Scarlett will have better days, minor. Um, I thought Brian Hill, his, uh, the first, say, 10, 15 minutes, him and Cessignon, I thought they were going to rip uh, Patros a new one down that, down that left-hand side for the whole game. I was so excited when he, I think it was maybe his third touch when he roasted the fullback ball 1v1 because we've been, we've been waiting for like a proper 1v1 demon for a while. Like someone that can just like get the ball right, fullback. Nacho. Wow. But yeah, it's been a, I, I remember uh, we sort of said it half, 
half jokingly, but we've we actually even though we had Bale, we've never replaced Aaron Lennon, and that and I think Brian Heal is going to be clear of Aaron Lennon when when he eventually gets going. But just somebody that Tobes, you said it in the group chat. So when they get the ball, it's like okay, something's going to happen now. Do you know what I mean? And it, 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 if he wasn't beating somebody, he was at least being very very like technically secure and then popping off, getting one twos going, trying to trying to inject some tempo into the game. But there were so many times where we'd be a bit stuck. He will have the ball. He'll pop it off inside. And it, it, Winks did it at least three times in the first half. Pass would just go astray. Do you know? So I know we're trying to move on to trying to move on to the forward. Sorry, but yeah, like I think after that, I think obviously Hill was a bit of a he was in a bit of a floaty role um, around Scarlett. But we just we just couldn't really get a hold of the game probably that like twenty minutes onwards. So I'd say he went you know went missing, but so did everyone else to be honest. Um, and then he moved to the right second half, didn't he? Jack Clark, come on. Um, you know, I feel, do I feel Jack? Clark, I, I want Jack Clark to do well, obviously, because we've how much do we buy him for? 15? 15? 10 million. Something like that. I you want him to do well. You know, I think there's probably a half decent player in there, but again, he didn't really do anything. And it's, it's, it's a difficult one because in the second half, we actually had way more of the ball um, in the second half, but we just looked completely bereft of ideas um, in attack. So you know the the only positive tonight is that you know Brian Hill looks looks a proper talent, um, and you know with better players around him, you know in in a, in a more fluid fluid game plan he'll look a lot better. But the fact remains, I don't think we had a shot on target, boys. I don't think we had a shot on target. I think if if I think if Seth gets his feet sorted in that first minute, that first two minutes, I think maybe we win the game two 0 I think Seth, I think Seth's head went down a bit after that happened, and he picked it back up second half, but. If he if he gets his feet sorted and we score that early goal, game's probably done. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, man, it was sticky one at the office. No, sell sell suspect, bro. I ain't got time for it, bro. <laughs> Ryan I, ain't got time for, I ain't got time for none of this. Look, I told you lads from time here. Yeah? The whole sentimental value thing, it's done. It's done out. It's finished. Yeah, it's finished. Yeah, you can't tell me Cess needed to swear his feet. You're a professional football player, bro. I don't want to be. I don't want to be hearing you're sorting out your feet, fam. I was sorting out my feet in Liverpool weeks back. You hear me? And I'm not <laughs> showing them a, a, a few no lingers and stuff like that. That's cool. This guy, you ain't sick. But you can't be doing that freaking on, on the pitch. Simple against Paco, Paco Roban. We're, we're losing 1 0 to Paco Roban. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, Paco Roban, trust me. Um, lads, I just want to read a super chat before we move on to the good stuff. Let's, because. I hate that we have to speak negatively about this team, but at this point, I don't even think it's negativity. I think it's just facts on where this team are. But let's let me just read this super chat. Uh, big up crest. Our victory v City was good, but I can see us struggling this year against teams that parked the bus. We have zero playmakers in this team. Kelsa Priest. What do you think? What do you think? What do you guys think we need before the transfer window shuts? We'll save that question till the end, innit? So let's let's talk about Man City first. And I want to and I want to zero in on this comment as well before we move on to Man City from Michael. We have way too many something in them players. Way too many players who are he's meant to be good. Oh, if he did, if he had this and that, he would be this. We have way too many of those players in this team. But anyway, let's move on to the good news because we actually beat the reigning champions, guys. Are we happy about that? I was about two hours ago. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 Are you happy about that? You have reason to be happy. You have reason to be happy. Um, there's a yes to this and there's a no to this. Yeah. The yes is, I, I am happy. We beat them again without um, that muck that currently is training at um, Tottenham Way. And he will remain a muck until proven otherwise. Um so I'm happy that we did beat them. But the no is probably where I'm a bit worried. The no for me is because we started that game with a centre-back partnership of Diabolical and Sanchez. And we won. And we won well. I don't want the ball to be like, you know what? These guys on their day, if they stay focused... They can go and do a job. No, no, no. Get rid of the dead wood. 
get rid of diabolical. I, I'm even going to be fair and say, fine, if you want to keep Sanchez, fine, keep him. I don't. I've had enough of of trying to get this guy out of my club and him surviving every single season. But Dyer has to go. And I still want recruits. But there's, what, less than two weeks in the transfer market? And I think we need to get rid of six players and bring in four. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And so yesterday, or should I say Sunday, proved to me that we are going to have another season in which Dyer is going to get loads of games in the Premier League. Lads, be prepared for a very bumpy ride. I don't even want to think about Dyer and Sanchez playing regularly, but we have to large them up for their performance on the weekend. They were excellent. They were colossal as a unit. Uh, Tops, I'm coming to you on this as well. Just on that performance. Did did Nuno do anything that surprised you in that game? Because, you know, counter-attacking manager, he's beaten Man City in in that fashion before. Was there anything about how Nuno set us up that surprised you? Or was it just the result itself that that you'd say you were shocked by? Um, was there anything that surprised me about us beating them? Um, or was it just a sh- For, Well, personally, I'll put my hand up. Um, I thought we were going to get beat. I thought that... Same. Looking at that team, that setup, I thought that we were going to get beat. I thought that we just didn't have enough, arguably. Um, it's most of basically the same players... Uh, from last season, coming into this new season, um, Ali's obviously back into the side. Skip being new, but apart from that, really, I never really thought. Okay, it was any, it was anything for me to feel like we had enough. I looked at City's first eleven, and I looked at their bench, and I thought, yeah, there's probably about enough for them to beat us. So, admittedly, for us to lose that, I was, I was surprised. Um, if you think about how we played tactically. I feel like Nuno, I wouldn't say he got it spot on, but like I feel like the game was better suited to the personnel that we played. So if we just compare it to today's game, for instance, we had the midfield of La Chelsea and Winks. These are players who are clearly good on the ball, but they almost look as if they were trying to force it and we weren't able to really set much of a tempo to the game. And then you compare it to the midfield we had in that game against City, we had... Skip, Hoybier, we had Ali, all players who very were happy to allow the game to kind of just come at them, especially for the first 10, 15 minutes. And then in right moments in the game, we were able to press them, we were able to control the tempo and adequately break on them. Because after that first 15 minutes, it was a lot of it was Spurs. So I feel like Nuno on that side, he did get it right. He's managed to get a tune out of Lucas. We all know Son's clinical quality and he's seen to get a better performing um, Stevie Bergman, which I thought was good. I mean, the game was a was a surprising one because I didn't think City, after the first 15 minutes, created very much, which I, I was quite surprised. Sterling was poor. I didn't think Greenwich that played that well. Mares as well was a bit on. He was a bit on the slide in that game. But I, I think as well, like lots of different things that we did worked. He was very happy to kind of start in a narrow sort of formation because it meant that. As long as we had the numbers in midfield, we could try and stifle them. And then he was very, very confident and happy to give Tanganga and Regulon the ability to have one-on-one duels with Mares and Sterling. And they both dealt with that adequately. And then you have players like Son, um, Son, Berger and Lucas on the break. You have someone like Son, you only need one chance. And he's very clinical. So in many senses, we did get it right. But then it's always not going to be like that. There's going to be teams that play differently. And I also feel as well, we played City at a good time. Watching them the week before against Leicester, mm, I didn't think they were that impressive. And actually, that game against Tottenham proved to me that they need a striker more than anything, which is hilarious because the guy that they need was there watching us beat them for the fourth time in a row at the league. Fair, 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 fair. I enjoyed it to be honest. It was a great game. It was a great game. Obviously, sad now. Um, Ahayo, I'm going to come to you on this as well. Uh, son, that's four games straight now at home. He scored against Man City. What are your expectations for Son this season with the uncertainty around Harry Kane's future, with the season he had last year? 
explosion in the first half and then a bit subdued in the second half? Uh, I expect him to ascend from Hyungmin Sun to Son Goku, first of all. I think he has the potential. Son Goku. There's always been, you know, there's always the conversation is Son world class. And I like to think all of us on the pod have said he's on the cusp. But the reason he stays on the cusp is because he has those like those barren runs. And and it happens to, to forwards and strikers. But, you know, even even if you're having that barren run of, of not necessarily scoring or assisting or contributing, you need to be doing something. You need to be troubling the fullbacks. You need to be making stuff happen. Um, so, you know, given that, you know, Sun, Sun also talks a good game, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like, I do genuinely enjoy listening to, like, Son's interviews after games and stuff like that, and he seems like he proper does give a shit about the club and he wants to give 100% all the time. Good good you from a good home, effectively. Shout out Son's dad. Um, I am very worried we're not going to sign a centre-forward if we get... 135, 140 mil um, for Kane on the table. So, you know, I, I'm not too worried necessarily about Son, just himself as a centre forward. I just think the supporting cast is just a bit too lacking. Um, you know, I, but Bergwijn, even though he should have finished that chance, probably Bergwijn's best game since his debut, I'm not going to lie, which I'm not sure how much of a good thing that is because I'd say a seven was probably generous. To Bergwijn, to be honest. Seven. Like, you gave me seven out of ten. Toes, 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 toes. Why, are you, why are you nodding your head, Toes? Why? Why? <laughs> I, said, I said a seven oh, is boy. generous. Toes doesn't like that at all. Like, I said a seven is generous. I agree with you, man. I agree with you, man. I thought it was right. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he got a seven. I'm just saying a seven is generous. It was probably the fittest, quickest we've seen Bergwijn, but it's not enough. Do you know what I mean? Let me be very clear before Yao starts cooking. I can see him lining up the paprika, the garlic, <laughs> venue Greek. I can see you. So uh, relax. Yeah. Um, Mora. I think I think Son and Mora, I'm not really worried about. It is the first game. I also don't think we can play at that intensity the whole year. We definitely can't, especially with going to the flipping gulag every other Wednesday to go play Europa Conference. Um, so yeah, Son needs help. He's not LeBron James. He can't do it by himself. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll be fine. I think we're gonna. I think I want I want fifteen league goals from Son this year. I want fifteen. Mm. I just want him to not go missing. That's how about that? Son, yeah, it's true. It's true, man. Yeah, we can't have him. We can't have him go missing in spells, man. That's the one thing I thought he eradicated from his game, but it crept back in the second half of the year. Uh, more, you made a point on Mora as well. And I wanted to. Speak on Mora. So, yeah, what's your like? What's your take on Mora this season? Because he's impressed Nuno in preseason. He was easily one of our best players against Man City. Like eleven take ons or something like that. Like he completed eleven take ons. Like constantly looking to put that defense on edge. Um, Sai has always made the point around how like having him as like a, a squad member isn't the worst. What do you, what's your, like, what are you looking to see from Lucas Moura this season? Like, what does he have to do to hit your expectations this year? He has to do exactly what he did against Man City at least 70% of the Premier League season. That means he can only have like a 30% fall off in his performance. That's what he has to actually deliver. Because the thing with Moura, and anyone has followed his career is what he done against City he's more than capable of doing against anybody the problem is is he has way too many games where he just goes missing or he just doesn't deliver that ability to just turn and dribble past three or four people he's been doing that his whole career but what also he does during his whole career is he'll beat two and decide to run directly into the third man <laughs> like, yes. he's just caught some memory loss or something like that so it, it doesn't make any sort of sense how somebody can have such an ability to uh, dribble past people with ease because um, he's he's surprisingly strong um, pause but you know like what oh my god <laughs> this guy man 
this guy. <laughs> but yeah, so what I would say is um he definitely is a squad member. I wouldn't have him as a starter every single um game. No way. Uh nah, that that's the kind of stress I don't need. But um as a squad member coming off the bench, um maybe even being a substitute, say a half time or like 60 minutes if we needed a little bit of an injection. Uh, moving forward, I'm happy with that. That's fine. I can live with that. Um, him being a star week in, week out, God forbid. God forbid. Yeah. I think he will get a lot more starts this season. Though. Me personally, I want to see output, bro. Because my thing with Lucas Moura is, you are right, he goes missing. But the thing is, the guy has the capacity to score. Like... Obviously, you see that video of my man crying. We don't have the capacity. <laughs> so we don't have that video. Like Mora, <laughs> Mora has the capacity to score goals. We've seen it. He's hit double figures in the league before once for us. He's he scored about five or six goals in the Champions League that year. Like the guy can shoot with his left foot. The guy can shoot with his right foot. He can shoot outside the box with both feet. Like. For, for for someone who's a bonehead, he's got the ability to just pop up with a, a brazy goal out of nowhere. So I really want to see him up his goal tally outside of the games against bum bumshed United and and flipping Pretty Manager FC. I, I I need to see goals against real life opposition, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for anyway. But Man City was great. It's gone now. Wolves this upcoming weekend. Nuno's Nuno's homecoming. Uh, Ohio, I'm going to come back to you on this as well. Knowing who's played today, what are you expecting to see on Sunday in terms of formation and personnel? Um, I think I expect us to go... Actually, I was about to say go to a four. It, it low-key wouldn't surprise me if we go back to a... A, th- a three again today, just because you know I didn't. I can't say I watched Wolves the other week. Does anyone know if Wolves played with wing backs the other day? I can't remember. I don't know if they did, but if they did, it, I mean, Nuno's going to have his plan. It wouldn't surprise me if we played because it, it is away. Um, it wouldn't surprise if we played wing backs to to counter attack what's going on there. I'd be very fine with playing four at the back if Tanganga, you know, has still got room in his pocket because Greenish and Sterling are obviously still in there. Um, I'm I'm happy with probably the same team that we put out against um that we put against City. To be honest, I know we we didn't really talk much about about Delhi um in that game, but you know the the role he was assigned. I mean, again, he was he wasn't great. He wasn't great, but yeah, the role he was go on, de- talk it defensively up. solid. You know what was it? Ele- what was it? Eleven point six k. Man did it. Man did a little half. Man did a little half marathon like. Have to respect, have to respect the work rate, you know, because there was a lot of chat last year about you know him being lazy in training, etc. Needs to improve hundred percent, but the role he was given, that's fine. Um, I think him having that kind of energy, you know, putting pre- we're going to need to put pressure on the likes of uh, Neves, and I'm, I'm not sure how much Jamutinho starts these days. I know he's getting on. Yeah, um, yeah. he starts. Yeah, really yeah, and they did play. They did play three at the back as well. Yeah, they always start with um, Sites, Cody, and Kilman now. So. There you go. So I think I think we can definitely get at the likes of at the likes of Connor Cody. I think Son. I think Son could give him give him hell like proper. Um, but yeah, I just to be honest, give me the same team against City. Give me. I like I liked Hoybier on his box to box vibe. There was a little bit of Bozo Gene when it comes to the final third, but you know I can't expect much from Hoybier in the final third. But um, literally same team, same energy, get the job done. I think we can get a win against Wolves. Um, that. You know, but we, I think Jimenez is also going to be a man on a mission. He'll want his first goal back as well. So he needs to be wary of him too. 100. And it's their first home game of the season with fans as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ain't had fans there in like 18 months as well. So we're going to have to contend with that. So let's let's see how we do. Uh, Tops, I'm coming to you on this as well. I'm not sure if you like, caught some of the Wolves highlights or you read up on the articles, but. I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname, Lago or Bruno Lage. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wolves are sticking with the 3-4-3, as you know, but it seems as if they're trying something different with Adama Traore now. He is gonna, yeah. he is now playing on the inside left with Trinkau playing inside right to, yeah, yeah. to partner Jimenez. Uh, 
based on the monster class which Jaffet had, of course, we didn't even speak on him at death against Man City, but man of the match performance. How how confident are you um, on that of him sort of locking down that right side ahead of this battle with Adama? How confident am I about uh, Jaffet locking down the right side? Yeah, his right side yeah, against Adama. The thing with the, the thing with Jaffet is that like I think the game on Sunday was his 14th game for Tottenham, like, and in those 14 games he's managed to successfully lock up Mane, Erling, Grealish. So he clearly is up for the battle against you know these top quality wingers, top quality inside forwards who kind of come up against him. And to be honest with you, why why not, man? He should be boy. Not only by his performance, by but but the outpour, like, you know, um, adulation that the fan has given him because he played very well. Um, I feel like the game against Wolves, his game against Adama is going to be a, a, a bit more different. Um, he's going to have to be on his bike a lot. We all know what Adama's qualities are. Um, Adama, we know how quick he is and how jinky and how like clever he is on the ball. Just maybe someone who kind of lacks that kind of a clinical touch in the final third and even that game against Leicester actually there were a number of times that because of Leicester's bozo defending and him getting in behind his lack of being able to finish the ball in, in that final third or in the box kind of um, kind of hinders him a little bit so I think we do have to kind of uh, be wary of them and also the way that they're playing with these sort of this um, new position where him and Trincao are kind of playing a lot closer and a bit more narrower to uh Jimenez is kind of is kind of going to be important for us to kind of make sure that we set up correctly against those two. Um, because again, I watched quite a bit of that game against Leicester, and they didn't. Um, Leicester only won it one 0 but it was a bit of a tight one. Um, but I think Jack, I think I rate Jaffet, man. I like him. I like that he's one of our own. I like that he's because someone like him, he's still so young and he's still so hungry. So he just wants to prove himself, so that you know that every single game he's playing, he ain't gonna not try. You know, he ain't gonna not try. And the good thing about having a centre back who's you know traditionally centre back playing at right back is that he likes to defend, and that's what I like about him. He doesn't mind putting challenges. He doesn't mind sliding. He doesn't mind going fifty fifty because he likes to defend, and that's what that's what I think we're quite lucky. Whether or not we are going to repurpose him as a right back, I'm not hundred percent sure. But looking at the moment now, I mean, with Aurea sitting on the bench, number two just being number two, yeah, man, I'm I'm all for him to be up to the challenge. And to be honest with you, he's played arguably better players and performed at high level. So why not, man? Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I'm going to come to you on this as well. Uh, and I want you to give me your predictions ahead of the game. And I also want you to give me your view on the midfield battle of this game. Because we saw... We saw a different type of performance from our midfielders, as Ohio indicated. It was very much about disrupting Man City's rhythm on Sunday. Um, I feel like Nuno, that's what he does best. He plays, when it comes to counter-attacking coaches in the league, he's up there and he's beaten Man City twice with Wolves playing counter-attacking football. Um, so what, what are you expecting in terms of his tactics at the Molyneux on Sunday? with his use of the midfielders, because with Skip and Hoybier and Dele there, I imagine they'll have a different role to play this Sunday as opposed to last Sunday. What are you, what are you expecting them to do? And what are you especially looking for from that midfield this Sunday? Um, I think this Sunday, the, the game will be won um, in the midfield. So whoever wins the midfield battle would, would take the game. Um, I generally believe that a two of Hoiberg and uh, Skip can work, um, but, and this is a big but, whoever the third um, member of that midfielder is, they, they have to dictate the game. They have to control the game. Like, I don't care who it is. Any danger in Nuno calling his 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 buddy, his friend, Dongi? We'll talk on his news in a second, but yeah. That guy's gone. We don't we don't have him no more. I last I heard he was back in Lyon. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't exist no more. We bought this guy for 60 what million pounds and he's given us 
one season. Yeah, the first season he spent ordering chicken, pizza, go go, and freaking Pizza Hut. The second season, he was trying to shed all the weight. I mean, yeah, now that guy, he's not coming back. Yeah, I'll be surprised if he comes back. I think it's going to be Ali that starts. Jesus. <laughs> the mud is new. Flipping heck. Jesus is Lord. Wow. Yes. So it's going to be Ali. We know Ali is not controlling that midfield. So what I will say is um, Tanganga, Region, they have to make sure that um, Traoré and uh, Trakao are, are nullified. They, they, they just have to. Like, we have to nullify Wolves as much as possible. I don't think it's going to be a counter-attack kind of game. I, I think it, we would have to defend them high, um, but not play a high line. So, I, I like um, Ohio said, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually play a three at the back, actually. Because if we play a three at the back, then the full-backs can push on high. The centre-backs can kind of play like a mid-high press and we can kind of like keep them in their half, hopefully. Um, we should be able to get at Connor Cody and Kilman, but more Connor Cody. That guy's trash. Like, if we, we should play three at the back. Do we play at the back? If we play three at the back? Yeah. It's going to be, it has to be, well, it can only be Sanchez. <sighs> Diabolical. <laughs> And, yeah. and, Romero. Romero. and it has yeah. to be Romero, right? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, it just yeah. has to be. And then so I'd means, put yeah, Reg is on the left, um, uh, Tanganga on the right. I'd have uh, suspect at home playing FIFA because he's not allowed to come and, and watch us play football ever again. That guy's trash. Um, but that's for another day. Uh, I'll probably have Skip Hoiberg. I just don't want to see Ali, but it's going to be Ali. Um, I would, yeah. I, I honestly, I I'd, yeah. look, I would rather, I'd rather it's, it's Tanga, but from what I'm hearing, he said it's not there, in it? So, uh, it's probably going to be Ali. Um, and then what I'm about to say is just controversial. Actually, actually, tell her like, take Ali out. It might be Lucas and it might be Son King Bergwin. That's why. That's I was going to come to him next. I was going to come to him next. Do we, do we believe that Harry Kane will will play a part in this game on on Sunday? I don't really care what that Mook does. To be honest with you, like I think, <laughs> I think he might. I think he might. But you know, do you know what? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It honestly wouldn't surprise me because I remember we have. There's been a lot of things get said about Harry Kane's professionalism, but. At the end of the day, players got to do what players got to do in terms of not coming training, forcing moves, etc. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if Kane doesn't want to play in case he gets injured because then he doesn't get his move. It happens in other sports, you know. It's a bit more of an obvious thing, you know. There's a lot more player power in that of the NFL and the NBA. But I remember there was one. I think someone was playing for the Seattle Seahawks, defensive player. He'd asked for a trade. They weren't trading him paid first game, broke his ankle, and he was, like, swearing at management because he was like, you lot have fucked my move. So it wouldn't shock me if there is something along those lines where Kane's like, well, if you're not good, if you you might sell me and I don't want to play just in case someone bosses my ankle. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, you know, we, we, do, we, do, we, do we need him to play? Probably because he's our best player. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah, Son, Son outperforms the next year all the time, but Kane's a killer. At the end of the day, we are, we are more likely to score goals for him on the pitch. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I think he is fit enough to play some semblance of a game, even if it's just an hour, you know. But do I expect him to play? No. Would I be surprised if he plays? No. But, you know, we'll see. You said, you said Kane's a killer. You're right. He's a killer. Because we ain't playing in the final. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. Everyone's gonna get. Everyone's gonna get. Everyone's gonna get. Yeah, I told you from from the last pod. Yeah, I said I called this guy a muck. He's not getting his name back. Yeah, till he proves otherwise. It's bad attitude. What he did. 
man turn, not turning up to training and stuff like that. Your brother's head looks like Beetlejuice and you're taking the mick like this, bro. Are you mad? Nah, I'm, I'm not I'm not letting Kane ride free on this. I don't even want him to start, to be fair. I'd rather he just come off the bench. Yeah, thank you for that, TM. It was Earl Thomas against uh, for the Seahawks, I remember. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, last point, and I'm going to go around the table as well. Um Two things I'm going to ask you, and let's keep it short and succinct as well, because I'm coming up to the hour mark. And I'll start with you, Tops. First question is, do you believe that Harry Kane and Ndombele will leave Spurs before the transfer window closes? That's the first question. And the second question is, score predictions for Sunday. Uh, do I think these players will leave? Um, I don't think Ndombele will leave because I don't think anyone in this current market will pay what Levy will accept him to be paid. So I feel like he'll stay, but we'll probably lose him next year if the way things are going. And it's pissing me off, but I'm not going to get into that. I just think the the market rate, like the news coming out, Lewandowski, 32-year-old, 100 million, wants, wants a challenge. Kane, that makes Kane like a 160 million pound player, 27-year-old, three years on his three years on his deal. No, 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 no. We don't sell Kane, like... Unless City pay 150, 160, we don't sell Kane. So personally, I actually don't see both of those players leaving the football club at this point. Mm. Uh, I just don't think City are putting up the money. I don't think City are putting up the money. And the score for the weekend, based on how we played on the weekend, I think Tottenham win that 2-0. I think we win that 2-0. Ohio? Same questions to you. Um, pretty much the same. Nobody can really afford Tongi. Um, when we were struggling to shift the shit of French players or French shit of French speaking players in our squad, sorry. Um, so yeah, no one's going to be able to afford him to be honest. So Tongi, I don't think is going anywhere at best on loan. But even then, like there's oh, there's hella money laundering in in these European leagues, and like I don't think Levy will have that. Kane. I, I, I semi-expect Kane to leave very late. However, actually, no, if you asked me that yesterday, I'd have said he's definitely going. But like you just mentioned, Lewandowski is hundred is worth 100. City paid 100 for... City can afford 100 million because they've already bid, what, 120? They bid 120 for Kane. They might just turn around and be like, all right, let's just get a 32-year-old shooter for a couple of years. Like, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're flirting with Vlahovic, but Atletico Madrid won him. Rumours are saying City are now interested in Vlahovic as well. So, mm. you know, it, bro, anything can happen. But yeah, I expect Tongi to stay more because people can't afford him. And hopefully there's another remontada by Christmas. Kane, I expect to go. Score prediction, honestly, 2-1. I think I think Jimenez will get his goal um, that, he's, that he's been craving. But yeah, I think, I think we'll do him 2-1. Fair, fair, fair. And Yao, I'm coming to you. Um, yeah, I don't think Tongi is going... Um, I don't think anyone's going to... I don't think anyone wants to buy him, to be honest with you, um, for whatever the market value will be. I don't think anyone wants to buy him. What's he done in the last two and a half seasons to warrant a move away? Um, with Kane, unless it's 150 million flat, I, I don't see him going. And I think it's even too late in the transfer market for him to go, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, in terms of like City looking elsewhere... Um, I don't think they're going to pay 100 million for um, uh, Lewandowski because even though Lewandowski is a shooter and he's like 33, 33, 33 year old and paying 100 million, it, that, that doesn't make good business sense. So I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I think they do want to go after Kane, but they're not going to spend 150 million. Um, and I don't think CEI are even going to go after Vrahovic because uh, the rumors are. Um, there were rumours circulating that they were looking at him, but uh, apparently from their own mouthpiece within the club, they, they're false. They're not even true rumours. So I think both are going to stay um, for different reasons, obviously. Um, but that will be it. In terms of the score production, I think it will be 3-1 Spurs. Fair. And I'll give my my verdict on the scoreline. I'm not going to talk on Kane and, and Tongi. You lot have said what you needed to say. I think we're going to nick that one 2-1. In fact, no, I think it's going to end 2-2. I think we'll, I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a draw. I think Wolves will have a reaction. 
and we're just going to be us. So, folks, one hour, three minutes in. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for seeing us and listening to us bitch and moan about this stupid club that we love, and we will be there. Shameless plug again. Um, I forgot to say this at the start, uh, admin, but Touchline Fracker, we got our live show this Sunday. This Sunday, um, I can't remember the venue, really bad of me, but the link is going to be in the description. Make sure you get your tickets available on ships.com. The majority of the mandem are going to be there uh, for those who can attend as well. Come and get your free drink as well. You get a free drink with your ticket as well. Come and eat your burger and watch Arsenal or Chelsea. Take a paste in. Watch us get dunked on if we lose. Watch Man United get dunked on if they lose as well. The agendas will be flying. But outside of that, make sure you're supporting. Make sure you're following us on all socials. Spurs underscore touchline on Instagram, on Twitter as well. And of course, make sure you're following the main account, Touchline Fracker, on Instagram. And make sure you're subscribed to this channel if you haven't done so already. Thank you for listening. Mandem, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy your Thursday night. Enjoy Friday. Enjoy Saturday because Sunday it might get techie again. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.